like Hillary Clinton's rigging had a finesse to it. I like Hillary Clinton was good at being a slimy fucking bastard, but everyone else is just idiots. They're dumb. They're so dumb. Like she was really carefully sort of tweaking the system to get every little advantage she could get. Like she was really good at controlling the narrative. And here, the narrative is so blatantly like something is up at the Democrats. And also, uh, Pete Buttigieg funded the app that is doing this shit. Well, this is why you never send a gay white man to do a shrieking, ageless harpy's job. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just incompetent feeling. Like it just doesn't feel like. It feels like the problem is like Leia. You mentioned this before we started recording. That like within the larger party, there's an attempt to fix for like Biden, but within the Iowa Democrats, they actually like there were biases towards other candidates like Klobuchar. It, it feels like too many people were trying to fix this in too many different directions or something. <laughs> because the um the Pete and Biden people funded the app. And the Iowa Democratic Party is staffed with Klobuchar and Warren loyalists. So there's a fucking nobody knows who to rig it for. It's like I was talking about earlier. It really does. I mean, if nothing else, Clinton was competent. And she understood the system. She was a slimy fucking rat bastard, but at least she yes. knew how to play the game. I mean, I called her an ageless shrieking harpy like two seconds ago, so obviously <laughs> I'm not a fan. But she was competent and she understood the way the system worked. And what we have now is the worst of both worlds because we have all of the shady bullshit that was her bread and butter with none of the competence. Like, we've said this over and over again, that Bernie is the only candidate with a machine in 2020. In 2016, there were two machines, a grassroots machine and a, a machine of corruption. But still, that was two competing machines. This time, it's like, there's all this corruption, but it's not aimed at anyone in particular. Everyone's just focused on this stop Sanders mentality. And that's not enough. You have to actually have somebody steering a ship to have an alternative narrative in a presidential race like there, there is no alternative narrative the other narrative is just like uh bernie bad um we lost the polls uh, uh i don't know is it weird that i'm kind of comforted it's it's like the last time this happened was 1972 and at the very least the establishment coalesced around hubert humphrey as somebody that could be the not McGovern candidate. But here it's split fucking four ways. Which frankly is a boon. Yeah, I mean, the if the results hold true, if, if this whole thing holds true when the Dems put out their the official numbers, then it's probably one of the best outcomes because Biden is in the fucking trash can, burning like 11%, 12%. In some counts, he's below Klobuchar. 
Uh, Pete is exposed for the fraud that he is. Um, and I'm kind of a little bit skeeved out about how Warren's doing or just not getting any of the attention. But I hope that she just kind of slowly fades out because Bernie is on top right now. And he's going to win New Hampshire and he's going to win Nevada. But to be clear, although Bernie is on top right now, he's not stuck in that position. Oh, yeah. And I mean sexually. Right. We go both ways just like Bernie. Hey, I'm a switch. That's not true at all, actually. I'm pretty much just a bottom. Sorry. Confession time. No, yeah. No, no, no. Wait. Verz. Verz is Verz is the middle between top and bottom. Switch is between sub and dom. You got it wrong. No, I I didn't. No. No, it's switch. <laughs> it's switch and verse. There there are two yeah, We're cutting this. Rachel intro the episode. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Not Safe for Walks. I almost said Red Clay out of habit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) With us today are me, Rachel, your favorite new host, uh, and my beautiful, illustrious co-hosts, Kennedy Cooper and Leia Rose. We're all here. Well, we're not all here. There's too many people. How many people work on this podcast anymore? I can't tell. Eight? Uh, Maybe. There's a lot of us. We have a people-powered think... movement, okay? Yeah, we really do. <laughs> and so we are we are recording this emergency episode uh, because the Iowa caucus went to shit. Yeah, we were going to release a different episode um, on Wednesday this week, and we were just like, I was just like, no, we we're pushing this. Like, I, I will I will edit a, a fresh ep just to like get it out because we got to talk about this instead (laughs) yeah so it's a hot fucking mess uh i would lead by saying the most charitable read of what has happened here is the dnc lazily picked the company that was closest to them socially which is shadow which just as an aside that is some like 80s cartoon villain on the nose bullshit to use a company named Shadow. Uh, and so they pick the company that's closest to them and easiest for them to get a hold of. And then they fucked it up by giving them way too short of a timeline and not enough money. And on top of that, having absolutely no self awareness or sense of optics, it never occurred to any of them at any step along the way how bad it would look if some of the candidates were extremely closely tied to the company. For example, uh, Shadow, I think their CEO's wife, is actually a staffer for Buttigieg. The Iowa comms director, specifically the Iowa comms director that tweeted out uh, confidential pin information that is half of how you log results in the app. Yeah, so... uh, 
The most charitable read is that they're wildly incompetent and completely lacking in self-awareness, which honestly, I, I do find plausible. Democrats are kind of like that. Yeah. So the big, the, big re- the big question here is how malicious do you think the Dems are? If you think they're majorly benign, then you go with the interpretation that they just fucking fucked this shit up so hard. But if you think they're malign, if you think they're malignant, if you think they're actually trying to do something against Sanders, then you believe like I do that uh, what probably happened was they're trying to delay the results for as long as possible in order to forestall uh, the news power of Sanders winning Iowa as a headline. And if you fully believe that they're just fucks that are trying to thread fuck Sanders so fucking hard, then you believe that they're directly meddling with the election results, which I think is plausible, but I don't believe. Here's the thing, is that at a certain point, Occam's razor has to cut the other way, right? We've seen so much corruption from the DNC for so long now. And every time they present this veneer of, oh... It's just coincidence that all of these things seem to be a little funky. Like, I don't buy that defense anymore. They've been playing that same card over and over again. Oh, it's just coincidence that I took all this big pharma money and then voted against healthcare. Oh, it's just coincidence that I, you know, like, took all this oil money and then, like, you know, there were no Democrats in the race that were against fracking or, you know what I mean? It's just too much. It's too much. I don't believe this stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like there is a difference, if not essential difference, at least a difference in kind between being corrupt by taking money and being corrupt by actively falsifying elections. You know, I think, Leah, you said this earlier, if we were a country full of brown people, they would already be like installing new leadership and sanctioning us now. Yeah, Yeah, Bolivia's entire presidential election was called into question because the results were delayed by a couple of hours. And this has been delayed by more than a day. And we're not even going to, we're waiting right now for results. And we're not even going to get 100%. We're going to get 50%. 50% is still like, when you're only at half, that is manipulable. We could get a result today that shows, like, this is one of my most cynical predictions, but that we could get a result today that shows Pete with a narrow victory with 50% of precincts. And then tomorrow or the next day, they'll go, oh, it was actually Bernie. And by that point, the news cycle is even more fucked. Yeah, well, I I think that makes sense. But, you know, we were just talking about how they no longer know how to control a narrative. So I feel like it's got to be like one or the other here. I mean, like Bernie, Bernie had the ace. Bernie had the ace up his fucking sleeve in having his own app and having his precinct captains record their own numbers. They were shooting video too. Like, there's yeah. video of almost every caucus, or I think maybe every caucus, recorded by a Bernie person. Like, it was 60% or something. Uh, Bernie released 60% of the results, and it was Bernie on 30. 40%, actually. No, no, no. Uh, he released an update uh, with another 20%. So it was Bernie on 30, um, Buttigieg on 25, Warren on 21. Um, Biden on 12 and Klobuchar on 11. And here's the thing is part of how anything was even discovered is that Bernie did this without telling the DNC or anybody that he was going to do this, that he was going to 
sent in his own observers. Which is exactly in the correct way to um, do this. And you don't tell the DNC you're doing anything. And part of how these, well, potentially, part of how this all ended up getting stalled up is because the initial totals were not matching with Bernie's observers and a team of his lawyers contacted the DNC. This is a story that's still emerging, so we don't know much yet, but it sounds like Bernie had this whole defense prepared and then that's part of what's going on right now. I can kind of see there being like a, like they originally were only going to do this for one or two hours and they, they fucked with the vote totals, but then they realized, oh shit, Bernie has his own app. Our numbers contradict his. We gotta unfuck it. And then they're they're desperately trying to unfuck the numbers. It would be very funny. It's not it's probably not true, but it would be very funny. Yeah, I think I'm gonna sort of paint a picture here for if I were trying to rig this, what might have gone wrong, right? So I think most plausibly, they just had $60,000 in two months to do it, which speaking as a dev is not enough. This is kind of like what happened with cats. Like you just, you don't give it enough time to get done. It's not going to get done. But if I were shadow and I were trying to write a program to steal the election, I think probably I would have been anticipating a much closer race. Whereas what we're seeing is Sanders is just running away with it right now. Uh, based on the self-reports. So I think if I had written that program with those expectations to try and maybe be subtle and not get caught, I probably wouldn't have load-tested it for a just massive victory. One of the things that we saw people complaining about was saying, like, my votes are getting changed, my votes are getting changed. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so let's say they'd only planned on changing some of the votes. I said, like, maybe, like, we'll just change, like, one in 15 votes, and that should be enough because it's going to be a close race. But instead, you have so many people doing it that they have the chance to talk to each other and be like, oh, your vote got changed too. That's fucked up. And then you have to recall the results. But again, I'm not saying they did this. I think probably what happened is they were just really underfunded and didn't have enough time. Okay, but let's talk about it a little bit because the whole web of connections is very shady. And we know we just... Look, 2016 was only four years ago, and we know that Hillary Clinton literally, like, rigged everything she possibly could. Um, and I think the only reason that's not happening for one candidate right now is because people are too divided. The center is not whole. It's divided. People talk about the divided left, but actually, we're all pretty much like, yeah, let's get Bernie Sanders elected. Like even the even the sh stupid anti electoralism DSA people are falling in line. Like we're all for Bernie. Yeah, like we're all going for it. But the center, the center is divided. Very wildly divided. Also, I'll point out the uh, the anti electoralists have been shockingly gracious about all this, and I want to give a shout out to them because holy shit, y'all, I get it. I get why you don't think this is going to work, because <laughs> this is fucking amazing. And really, I have seen from anti-electoralists a lot of genuinely empathetic and supportive responses that I think kind of come from a place of like, we remember when we had our apostasy, and it's been very gracious, and I want to give them credit. But anyway, moving on. Uh, five minutes until the um, at least 50% results come in. 
I don't entirely believe it's going to come in in five minutes at this point. Like at this point, if they said, yeah, it's like currently raining outside, I would open a window and check. Yeah, I'd get on Twitter, search for is it raining hashtag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, I, I feel like at this point, they're going to have a press conference. It's like, um, so due to fundamental flaws in the Iowa caucus, we are doing a new way of doing the results. So we're awarding the entire Democratic uh, primary to Hillary Clinton. Give it up. <laughs> and, then she, and then she fucking oh, no. strides on stage. It's my turn. <laughs> oh, the worst part is I can see it. I can see it. You fucking monster. <laughs> Why did you put this in my so, brain? Oh. But seriously, let's talk about who these people are that are behind all of this weirdness right now. Okay, um, so... so- like I have a fun factoid about this. Yes, um, sure. So the CEO, the COO, the CTO, and the production manager of Shadow were all Clinton campaign people. They were senior advisors hmm. to the Clinton campaign. Hmm. All four of them. So that's just like a fun thing to jump out there with. Apparently a source from the, uh, from the Pete campaign is wary of the results and says that uh, urban districts might be counted earlier. So um, fucking e- even- Wow, that's fucking racist and classist every fucking yeah. time. That shit is gross. That's fucking nasty. I'm mad about yeah. that one. Everybody's going to question every part of this just to fuck it over. Like, just to make it look bad, just to ruin the optics. The best case scenario for all of these candidates except Sanders is Iowa comes out as a wash. Which is just wild. I mean, those those number of connections, anybody else would be saying this is a banana republic. Like, It's the type of shit that you get fucking... Um, red string and a cork board. God, for. I know, and I feel like I'm a conspiracy theorist, but it's just, it's like so flagrant, you know? No, at a certain point, you have to be willing to look at it the other way. Like, it's yeah. just too much. You can't always just say, there's nothing going on behind the scenes. Like, first of all, who has a who has a personal life with nothing going on behind the scenes? You know what I mean? Like who who has a completely transparent life? Yeah, right. So, you know, just be real. Like of course these people have things going on that we don't know about. The question is what those things are and how relevant are they to their ability to be political? I mean, like statistically, they're raping kids. Well, there's a, there's quite a lot of that, yeah. But some people might some people might have secrets like like I was thinking more like like a Katie right. Hill situation. Some people might have secrets that don't really affect their ability to govern, right? But but don't necessarily they don't want them drug out in the open. Obviously, she didn't want everybody to know all this stuff about her. I would say that like probably every every candidate, you know, has some it might just be something like they trip mushrooms or whatever, but like they don't want it to come out. I feel like that's a terrible strategy at this point, though, because Donald fucking Trump got elected bragging about doing sexual assault. I'm pretty sure at this point, the better strategy is to just hit the pavement running with your actual authentic self. 
And I really hate that they're using this strategy because where there is a hidden life, there is the opportunity for blackmail. And that is something you never want anybody to have on you. But again, the DNC is terrible at strategy. Anyway, though, all I'm really trying to say is that these people are scheming, you know, because of, you know, because of course they are. Everybody, everybody schemes like it's just a thing. You know, people are scheming right now all all across America how to like take an extra long break at work or things like that. You know what I mean? Like we're all so so of course if you you're in a position of political power to assume that none of these people are scheming when some of them are looking extremely like their hand is just in the cookie jar right now. So it seems like this would be a good time. I mean, we can describe the conspiracy theory, but at the end of the day, we don't really know. You know, it's plausible. The least charitable read is this is strictly malicious. The most charitable read is that they're just wildly incompetent. And in either case, I think we've pretty much beaten that one to death. Uh, So final final calls on on what the results are going to be. I think it's going to largely I don't think they're that stupid to put out Pete weighing results given the Bernie results and that did we talk about how Pete put out only his numbers like he did a, he did a press release and he tweeted um, he tweeted out his precinct captain's numbers but it was just his numbers it wasn't anyone other candidates which like if you have the numbers to show that your candidate is leading like you were trying to prove why didn't why don't you publish them yeah I mean that's the kind of thing that you do when you're losing and trying to cook the books also, uh, oh, I have, I have numbers. I have numbers. There's numbers. Okay, I predict Sanders wins. Uh, in in the first in the first round, Sanders wins twenty seven thousand. Uh, Buttigieg twenty three hundred uh, twenty three thousand six hundred sixty six. Warren twenty thousand uh, eight hundred forty eight. Biden sixteen thousand one seventy nine, and then Klobuchar fourteen thousand oh three two. Final round, Sanders on. Uh, 28,222, uh, Buttigieg on 27,030, Warren on 22,254, Biden 14,176, Klobuchar 13,357. Now in terms of state delegates, Buttigieg is leading the state delegates even though he's losing in popular vote. God damn it. I fucking called this bullshit. God Damn it! Of course. Uh, of course. I fucking called this bullshit. A narrow victory for Pete, and then when they report all the counties, it'll be Bernie. Fuck this fucking shit. So are we still giving a charitable assessment? <laughs> so here's what I think we should do about this. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. Here is what I think we should do about this. What is it? Organize a general strike. And here are the demands I think we should have. Handwritten paper ballots, ranked choice voting, and get rid of fucking super PACs. And we should organize a general strike and we should grind the entire economy to a fucking halt until they meet those demands. And if anybody happens to be listening to this, which I assume there will be because we do actually have listeners. I would love for y'all to help me spread the word about that. 
unironically, all day today on Twitter, I have been live tweeting a book called A Collective Bargain, Unions Organizing and the Fight for Democracy. And it is specifically for the purposes of figuring out how to organize a general strike. I am dead ass serious about this. If you want to get on board, especially if you have some experience doing this, send me a DM, at me on Twitter, whatever you want to do. I'm dead ass. Let's make this happen. Because they do not have the fucking right to just foist government upon us and they need us more than we need them. I I just I fucking knew it. I knew they were gonna pull this shit. And I bet you that sixty-two percent that number was chosen specifically because that was like the max amount that they could give while still giving this shady result. Like Pete is ahead by just over a percent at this reporting. Do you really think that's going to hold up when all reporting comes in? Come on. Oh, it's Lau. Hello. Hi, Lau. Oh, we got one more host here. We got a, an additional host here. So we just found out the DNC rat fucked us again. Do you have any comments on that? Well, I think I mentioned before that uh, Tom Steyer being a Bernie psyop was my favorite conspiracy theory. This one definitely takes the cake. I was um I was just basically with um Leia during the uh stream and it was really boring and we were waiting for the results and then later that night all of this stuff comes out and I'm just like, what the heck is going how did they mess up so bad? Yeah, it was unbelievable. No we're idea. doing this stream and we figure okay, yeah. we started the stream right when doors closed. And like, you know, 2016 it was like an hour and a half to get 70 percent reporting which we don't even have today we have 62 percent um and like we're we're suddenly we're like four hours into this stream and there's like two percent and we're just like what the fuck is happening and you know you know what this is this is what it's going to be. This is what every victory is going to be like. We are going to fight like hell. And they're going to pull every dirty trick in the book they have against us. But we're still going to win. But we won't get the news power from it. But we'll still win. And we'll have to redouble our efforts. You know? You could be angry. You could be disappointed. You can feel whatever the fuck you want to feel about this. But at the end of the day, we're doing this again. We got to do it again in New Hampshire, in Nevada, in South Carolina, and Super Tuesday. Also, I think it's very coincidental that Biden is just barely making it. Yeah. Does anyone else feel like that's a weird coincidence that Biden's just over 15%? He's literally a reanimated corpse. I would not put black magic out of the like field of play here it is entirely possible that they are doing some kind of weird norse ritual Mm -hmm. sacrificing a baby or something specifically for the purposes of rigging the election and yeah of course of course and i'm I'm looking at cnn and of course it's reporting Buttigieg wins early votes like the fucking i i know the fine i know the popular votes don't really matter but like at least fucking report it dude I mean, they absolutely reported it when Trump won. They absolutely do it when they don't like the result. I saw um, Bennett has one vote in the final round. A single vote. Uh, So, um, Mike Heads, uh, he's still got hope. 
So do we want to talk about Mayor Pete declaring himself victor early? Given oh, his yeah. weird ties, I mean. Yeah. So I I will say I am increasingly convinced that he did some shady shit with this election, but charitable read and he really didn't think about it. That is such an incredibly rich white guy move to get out there and do some just ridiculous shit like that when you know you've given this company tens of thousands of dollars and have close connections to them. The most white guy shit. It's like straight out of the Trump playbook too, right? Like you announce that you're winning even though you're not. I don't know. It's just so like, I agree. Like the charitable reading would be like, Oh, it might it might have been just been some intern who like had a tweet ready and then just scheduled it or something. But gosh, there's just so much gross incompetency at like each side, and it's just <laughs> the story just develops worse and worse. It's like so stupid how terrible all of this is. It's straight out of the same playbook we've seen over and over again too when. Populist leftist leaders have been elected in countries where we don't want that to happen. Like, how many times has our country put pressure on Venezuela and places like that? You know, that, oh, there's, you know, questions around these results and getting numbers thrown out and making all these shady things happen. And it's like, okay, now we have a popular leftist leader here. I'm not saying that this is a CIA op necessary, ne- necessarily. I think that's a bit of a stretch. But I think that the DNC is more than willing to be the, the person in charge or the people in charge of this conspiracy that I'm describing. So I want to bring it back around because Lau wasn't here when I said this the first time. Mm-hmm. I think we should do a general strike. I... Actually, I want to take a step back. And before we even talk about that, I want to talk about who is our Eugene Debs going to be? You know, who is the person who is going to get up on a stage and say, while there is a lower class, I am in it. And while there is a criminal element, I am of it. And while there is a soul in prison, I am not free. And while the DNC uses its waning grip on power to be incompetent, fuck up elections, I am organizing a general strike who's with me. Who's that guy going to be? Or non-guy, as the case may be. We can't wait for him to appear. Right, well, and that's what I'm saying. Who is most likely to step up? I mean, obviously, I said earlier, dead serious about organizing a general strike. But who is in a position where they even could right now? You know, I think in our era, we're kind of less into heroes and more (sighs) into icons. Like, the big trend on Twitter has been Bernie or Vest. You know, they're not talking about a leader. They're talking about adopting a symbol and creating a movement. Um, And I think, like, a general strike would probably need to work off that same kind of principle in the modern era, maybe. Like, I don't think that necessarily there's going to be some unifying leader, but I think we can all rally around the right kind of symbol. Well, and I think we're going to need a really, really strong symbol because uh, in the book I mentioned earlier that I'm reading... uh, she mentions in order for a strike to really be effective, you need to have 90% of people walk out. So if we're talking about a general strike, we're talking about 90% of people in multiple key industries. 
And that is going to be incredibly difficult to pull off. And it would need something really strong and unifying to get that many people from that many different walks of life to agree on it. I really think election reform could be that simple. It's possible. Wait, the State of the Union is happening today? Jesus. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a bad day. Yeah, the media is doing absolutely everything they can to fuck this news cycle. And you, you, you just know that Trump is going to spend like five fucking minutes be, uh, being like, well, look at the, de- the do-nothing Democrats. They can't even organize a fucking caucus. And Nancy Pelosi will clap. It's like they have a humiliation fetish. All politics is sexual dysfunction. Yeah, yeah like, a, like, it, like it's been said before. <laughs> In the Democrats' wildest fantasies, they have 51% of Congress. In the Republicans, they have 100%. Yeah, I mean, there is no organization less effective than the DNC, and it's time for them to fucking go. They have been mismanaging things for way too long. They are, at this point, not even vestigial, but cancerous. It is time for the DNC to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think people realize just how needed... Like AOC's rejection of the DCC, which is not the same, but it's all related, um, was until this moment necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people, when she announced that, thought, well, you have some points, but this is a step too far. If you still think that, holy shit. Like, we have to replace these systems now. We have to just replace them. We're not going to be able to root the corruption out of these organizations because the entire organization is like a fucking pile of mold. Like, you just need to throw it away. See, what I'm wondering about is, like, actually what kind of this unity would be in this general strike because does that mean we're reaching across the aisle and, like, getting Trump voters involved because... No. You know, there's this weird space that, like... I mean, not necessarily reaching out, but there's there's definitely this opportunity, I guess, to speak about the corruption of the DNC in terms of, you know, this kind of election <laughs> corruption. And I think it's it's also worth repeating here that a plurality of voters don't vote. A plurality mm-hmm. of voters do not vote. So... The group we should always be reaching out to the most is people who do not vote. People who are so fucking disillusioned because of stunts like this that they don't care to participate anymore. People who have not been able to vote because they have been structurally and institutionally excluded and disenfranchised. And people who don't vote because they're low information. And there's no way to accomplish those goals and reach those people without agitation, education, organization right so again organizing a strike especially a general strike that reaches a lot of people i'm going to keep coming back to this the entire episode to be clear i cannot emphasize strongly enough how much i want to organize a general strike and just rat fuck them back (sighs) like fucking (laughs) these people thought we were mean to them before it's way too much now like the gloves are fucking coming off man I want us to erect guillotines outside of people's offices. I want us to be in the fucking streets. It's time. It is time, y'all. It is time to actually agitate. 
by the way, you're all free to join me on Easter this year. I will be um, holding my own strike against the uh, bank corporations and be walking into a Bank of America with some fish bread and a whip. Um, let's yeah. make Christianity. <laughs> let's make Christianity great once. Fish bread. <laughs> oh God. Damn it, wow. Uh, so actually, I do have an idea for a protest that we could do that I think would be really amazing, but I don't know how we could possibly pull it off. I want to go into the Democratic debates with Vuvuzelas and blast them every time Bloomberg opens his oligarch mouth. Just every single time he tries to money talk. And just, Bloomberg has all of it, all the money. As it turns out it was just reported today by Business Insider and Forbes that Michael Bloomberg has all of the money now. And uh, if you have a few dollars laying around your house, you need to give them to him immediately or you're going to jail. He actually. It turned out Jeff Bezos was Jeff actually Bezos just Michael Bloomberg in a, in a costume, Master in of Disguise style. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Two Michael Bloomberg's in a trench coat. Um, I think I think look, hold on. But no, I just just play with me in this space though. Play with me in this headspace of yeah. imagining what the democratic debates could be like if we protested inside of them. You could even stand outside the debates and make enough, enough noise people, every yeah, time he sure. spoke mm -hmm. that it would be audible from inside the building. I would love to do that. I mean, I, I love the idea of mass protest. I love being involved in big protests when they do get off the ground. I will say that regardless, like, putting the facts out there like, making sure you get informed about all the shady shit that's going on. Maybe giving a couple bucks to Bernie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do something, you know? Uh, and, and listen to the organizers in your area, and if they start talking big, big talk, get involved. Like, you know, take that next step at that point, and, like, Absolutely. do it because like now's the time if if people are actually like making something happen in your area first of all let me just say you're lucky because like there are going to be people that are listening to this show that live in places where there is absolutely no resistance to this shit at all and like being a part of a large protest movement is virtually impossible so like if and in that case in that case, the way to organize is start just having one-on-one -on -one conversations as often as you possibly can. But with if the you have the opportunity, and like trying if you to live in a city with good organizing where stuff's happening, get involved. Now's yeah. the time to do something. Like this is bad, you guys. This is really bad. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you happen to live specifically in the metro Atlanta area. I organize with Metro Atlanta DSA. I am the chair of the education working group. Uh, we are doing some really powerful things. Our 
eco-socialist group is really strong and doing very cool things. And we recently just put together an anti-war committee uh, that is doing more and more actions against that as well. So if you want to get involved and you I am in making Atlanta, my whip as I, I speak. We'll personally vouch for DSA because it is my baby, and I am bringing the same energy I have here to that organization. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> How much more can you stand? I don't think you could say I don't much. Know I, think, I think it's, it's, it's implicitly it's been understood what kind of situation like, this is... <laughs> we're in. <sighs> How much more can you take before you just say, this is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not playing along with you anymore. What is going to take? If I have any final thought, I, I think it's this. It's that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and Tom Perez and all of these people said at various points that they would do anything to stop Sanders. We have to believe them now. We have to stop thinking that that's an exaggeration or a figure of speech when they say these type of things or that, you know, well, they use the metaphor, so maybe they didn't really mean it. No, these people have all said these things and they're doing it. There, there are machinations in place. I refuse to believe it's any coincidence that Hillary Clinton will come on TV and say, I'm going to do anything to stop Sanders and that Shadow Inc. is owned by Hillary heads and run by Hillary heads. Like, come on. This is ridiculous. I, I'm fucking so fucking angry. How much more do you how much more? They just fucked up big time. <laughs> what are your final thoughts, Lau? Succinct, yeah. All right, so um, my final thoughts. As always, agitate, educate, organize, get involved. We are bigger than them. We are more powerful than they can ever understand. They cannot lost, stop us if we've we lost unite. Close I know that's not before, in the sky, but it is the only you know, way we can get Where would the left be we if have we to gave organize. up after Reagan and after the second Reagan and, and after Bush? To, where the fuck would we be? If we didn't give up then, we can't give up now. And we don't need to, because we are fully capable of doing it. And to anybody listening, if you need help getting involved, I will help you get involved. If you don't know where to start, I will help you figure out where to start. This Literally, is not if you are looking for organization help, DM the show Twitter. We have pointed people towards uh, organizations that help people unionize organizations that get the vote out like we have helped people find organizations in their community even when they thought there was nowhere that they could go to get involved so and you know we will continue to do that because that that is the mission more than entertaining people which we do or being a parasocial relationship for people when they need it which i suppose we probably are as well more than that we are trying to help this movement and this is one of our contributions to it um 
I with am that, at if you Leia are trying to reach me Rose on Twitter, I am, I am Rachel Khan at ReachRachelKhan I'm Kennedy Cooper, and you hey. can find me on Twitter at Kennedy T. Cooper. And of course, the show can be found at NSF Wonks on Twitter. If you don't follow,